Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. If you're interested in the resources that I have, the writing, articles, um, podcast, video vlogs, all of it, um, I invite you to follow me at narctroopers.com, where my most recent work is there. You will find other resources as well. Tonight's topic is delusion and deception, the narcissist double defense. Two hallmark qualities that define NPD. So let's begin. Two hallmark things that all narcissists possess, um, regardless of which kind of narcissist they may be, is would be their propensity for deception and their complete surrender to um, delusional thinking, let's say. It's uh, a disconnect. It's dissociative thinking, dissociation. It could even be a schizoid type um, hallucination, imaginary fantasy thinking, um, magical thinking is sometimes what that's called. Without these two defining traits, um, they could not survive, nor could they feel at ease with their false version of themselves. Um, They couldn't keep that alive and thriving. These beliefs give them a sense of superiority that leads narcissists to believe that they are unique and that they can cannot be understood by average people like you and I. <clears throat> so in many cases, this distortion of reality can become delusional, crossing over the line from neurosis to psychosis. Not only are they living in a fantasy, and those of us that are partnered with them, that are paired with them, are also sharing that shared fantasy with them. Um, you know, they, they are experts at getting people to believe uh, all of their self-mythology, let's call it self-mythology. Um, you know, this may appear as charisma, youthful charm. They're glib. They are easygoing, soft-spoken a lot of the time. Uh, they're courteous, polite, uh, gentlemanly. Um, they have uh, artifice um, that is masterful uh, and a seductiveness that is like a weapon of mass seduction. And all together, this just makes them the most adorable and irresistible person you've ever met. Um, 
you know, when you first meet them, in spite of all this brilliance and sparkle, this over-the-top niceness, um, I think most people do feel that there's something a little bit off about the person. And if you think back to when you first met your disordered person, uh, I'm sure you noticed that. And that I'm, I'm sure you remember dismissing it because all of the awesomeness was just too much of a great package to refuse. And whatever little intuitive things were going off with you were quite easily um, ignored. Um, it's kind of like when you meet them, it's like, um, you know, there's incongruous pieces to a puzzle that just don't quite fit. Or um, maybe they're dressed with something not quite right, like there's a button off or it's the wrong size clothes by a little bit. You know, the you talk about the high water pants, you know, they're got a little bit too much ankle and sock showing shoes that are too big or too small. It's a subtle thing. But you notice, what is this about this person that is not quite right? And uh, you, you even question and doubt what you are actually seeing. You may wonder, what is this thing about this person? Um, you know, am I imagining it? But you need to trust your eyes, trust your intuition, trust what you know, because no, you're not just imagining it. That's your um, early alert system going off, telling you, danger, danger, Will Robinson, run for the hills. So many times, I want to say, um, we betray ourselves with, with these things. Uh, when I listened to my husband with NPD, I would listen to him go on with his word salad, his circuitous narratives and sort of odd commentaries that were um, weird, <laughs> you know, but endearing. He and, and observations that were not kind of on par with what most people would be having for observations. You know, I would briefly dissociate and imagine that the voice I was hearing did not match up with the way that his lips were moving. Sometimes I would think, am I dreaming? What is happening here? And uh, I would begin to wonder if there was any point or rhyme or reason to any of it. But, you know, I was lulled into this pseudo trance-like um, state. I was hypnotized by the sound of his voice. And, um, you know, uh, Sam Vaknin does a wonderful talk, a wonderful lecture. If you don't know Dr. Sam Vaknin, I would encourage you to start listening to his YouTube videos. He comes most highly recommended above and beyond anyone else. He is the um, quintessential, uh, you know, epitome of narcissistic um, understanding. And he says um, that we are conditioned through something called entrainment. And we are entrained by the narcissist. And it's not like even probably they even know what they're doing, right? They are unaware uh, of it. Um, but they do it. I think it just comes naturally. Maybe it's some hypnotic 
predator kind of thing, sort of like a cult leader or, um, you know, a snake charmer, something like that, you know, they're just gifted in that way. It's like one of their super strengths. Um, so during this entrainment period, there are cues uh, in their voice, like music, that patterns that they will, certain words or the way that they say certain words that puts you under their spell. And, or it could be a ritualistic sort of habitualized um, thing that they do, like, you know, certain bedtime rituals about how they touch you or don't or where they put their hand or, 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 or the way that they position you before, you know, some things uh, or something like that. And so that you are being conditioned just like Pavlov's dogs by this person that is using all kinds of things in this entrainment process where they, in this entrainment, there's an, like an enmeshment and, um, and it's like you become one with, you become one mind, like a hive mind, like a bee or an ant, something like that, right? Ants have hives, bee have, bees have hives, I think, and they like communicate one mind, everybody on board with that one thing. And that's what happens to you in these relationships. You lose your identity. You lose your mind. <laughs> yeah. ah, oh. You lose your mind and you become like one-minded with them. And this entrainment, which here again, Sam Vaknin, you got to listen to his lecture on this. Um, it sort of hijacks your brain and remaps your cells uh, so that you have peptide addiction and you no longer have agency over thinking clearly. There's cognitive dissonance. There's, you become, you have this learned helplessness where you become unable to um, advocate for yourself or have any uh, boundaries or anything like that. So I think predators naturally do this to their victims. It's a built-in way to ensure they don't go hungry, you know, because you, you know, uh, you can't let your prey get away. And if you are deceived, um, tricked, hypnotized in some way by that predator, then it's really a lot easier for them to capture and to feed uh, from you. Um, let's see. What do I, the main reason I think that they um, could even, well, think about them their level of awareness or do they even know what they're doing? Um, you know, everything, everything that they say to you, you believe it, even though it's just kind of wishful thinking, they believe their own lies. It's not like they're deliberately choosing to lie and be dishonest. Oftentimes it's self-deception and the narcissist believes whatever they're saying to you at the time they're saying it until they're not saying it anymore. And then they don't believe it anymore. It's, it's very strange. It's an impulsive confabulation, fabrication, um, boundary testing, other insidious ploys that they use to just disarm you completely and render you helpless and under their control. And I want to say something about the covert, shy, vulnerable narcissist. There's lots of names for it. The one that's so sweet and charming and wonderful and everybody loves them and nobody has any idea what's behind that mask. 
maybe it slips once in a while and you know what's under there, but most people have no idea. Um, that person, that's your narcissist. And the, the other kind of narcissist that rages and physically abuses and loses control of themselves and all of that kind of stuff, they're not truly according to the way the psychological definitions are going for the DSM-5, the Diagnostic Manual, you know, for, for mental health disorders. Um, they're beginning to look at narcissism as being just the shy, covert, uh, passive-aggressive, vulnerable kind, where they wear the mask, they seem calm and sweet and perfect, but, but there's just so much that's just, they're just not there. You know, they're absent. They are an absence of being because they have no identity. They have no self and they have to take yours to have one. So maybe at first that's flattering, but as you go along, then it sort of turns into the whole vampire sucking your blood kind of thing. And it's no longer quite so flattering that they want to emulate you or whatever, you know, they want you to teach them, show them, let, let them be you. And so, um, yeah, so um, what do I want to say about that? Um, so in addition to this, people with NPD are deceptive in order to, to uh, achieve their primary uh, goals. This could be the acquisition of fuel, which is attention, affection, adoration, all of that. They have to have it, have to. And then if you get, you know, damaged from all of the terrible things they do, they're going to blame you for not giving them that attention and adoration and affection, even though, you know, you've been, you've had something happen to you because of them, because of what they did to you. So how can you continue to be that affectionate person that you were in the very beginning when they have harmed you to the degree that you just can't function that well? So that's when they turn to get someone else that can be affectionate and adore them and have blind, uh, you know, stars in their eyes. They want that person. So they want residual benefits also like money, sex, connections. Um, I think mine, it's not mine. What am I saying? I think my ex, uh, uses people to advance his career in, uh, the arts. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's correct. And he wants to have someone who can c give him the connections, the networking, the step up. He wants somebody who's being more successful than him and who is, has already climbed the ranks in the art world and established some resume there that he can benefit from. Yeah. He's not going to like pair with someone who has nothing to benefit his station He's um, ruthlessly ambitious and, and, and because of the grandiosity sees himself as like this super, you know, he's, he's um, <laughs> Da Vinci, you know, he has told me he thinks that he's perhaps maybe uh, the reincarnated version of Da Vinci. Yeah, that's actually some of the grandiose, delusional, crazy stuff that I was actually listening to that and thinking, huh, I guess that's possible. Yeah, you know, maybe, you know, you could be, uh, you could be Picasso, you could be Da Vinci, you could be whatever. So uh, that's kind of scary how much they can get you to believe 
these things. So uh, acquisition of fuel, that was one. Two, character traits, residual benefits, money, connections, networking, uh, a house, free rent, lots of sex, stuff like that. Freedom to have sex with whoever they want, like open relationships. Boy, that's an extra plus in your column to get picked by one to, to accept them. Res um, character traits, like they mimic you, parrot you, um, you know, they want your refinement, your charity, your benevolence, your um, empathy for others. They want that because they don't have that. They don't know how to get it or what it is. So they take yours. And even if they're not feeling it, they go through the motions and it looks like they learn to parrot and mirror um, what are, what's real emotions. Um, the narcissist has no integrity, no morals, no conscience, no boundaries, no fear, regret, self-reflection, self-awareness, respect for anything or anyone or any shame. You know, they are ruthless and cold-hearted um, in getting what they want, believing that they're entitled to whatever they want and who, whenever they want it and with whomever they choose. Relationships are completely transactional with a narcissist. You must remember this. This is important. Relationships, including sex, is just transactional. The narcissist is autoerotic and has schizoid features in their personality that render them really where they, you know, they need you to adore them and to worship them and to praise them and to give you those things I just mentioned, the fuel, the benefits, and um, the character traits. But as far as really connecting with you, no. They just act like they do, but they don't. Uh, that's just not there. Um, so, you know, what could compel a narcissist to stop being so detective, de deceptive? Nothing. There's nothing that is going to change that. Um, only the fear of getting caught and suffering some kind of punishment or consequence is going to cause them to rein it in a little bit or hit pause for a moment or something like that. Um, you know, th there's nothing much to deter the narcissist from being deceptive and malicious in their word and deed all of it, you know, whatever it takes to achieve their goals. You know, they are predators and predators must feed. It is nothing personal. You are simply food. So that's my message for tonight. Troopers, we got to keep on soldiering on being troopers, being survivors, trying to get past what has happened to us and do not let what has happened to us define us. I am so much more than what my narcissistic husband did to me. Uh, I am so much more than that. And we cannot allow that to consume us. We need to break free of it. We need to understand it. And then we need to get away from it, walk away, let it go, and do everything we can to just detox and get that poison out of our system. Okay, that's it for tonight, guys. And I'll see you again soon. Okay? Bye.